You just abandon any precaution. You know, folks, something could happen here, and if it does, so what? Hey, friends. Welcome to Nathan for Us and Nathan for You podcast. My name is Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And today, it's time... We're doing our season two segment rankings. Woo woo! How did you feel about uh, Cry Wolf last week? I had a lot of fun talking about that episode. I loved Cry Wolf. I loved it so much. And the best part is when you like go into something and you don't think you're gonna love it. Like I really loved it. So if you skip that episode, tisk tisk. Yeah, I think we did a good job of explaining what was going on. Like, you probably don't need to watch it, and you could still follow along. No, you you probably don't need to. Although, I did get a message from someone who went, and they bought the episode on YouTube right before we talked about it, so they could follow along. Yeah, shout out to Joseph. Thanks, Joseph. That's super funny. (laughs) Yeah. You're welcome, Brian S. Wolf, for the the $2.99. The three purchases of Crywolf episode one on YouTube. Unreal. But yeah, so as I said, we're ranking every segment from season two today. We did this at the end of season one. It was super fun. I feel like we had much more dissenting opinions uh, from each other in the season one rankings. I'm just kind of glancing at the, the altogether season two ones right now, and I feel like we had similar thoughts this time. What if through talking about Nathan for you so much our our opinions are just merging together we're just becoming one Nathan unit <laughs> the dream, the dream. <laughs> well i mean we'll see maybe we'll unearth some arguments while we're doing this it's I think, always a possibility i do think that there's one segment that you were low on that that i was pretty high on and i have my rebuttal now I do want to just say, uh, I rewatched all of Stevenson 2 right before this. <laughs> That's why I'm late. Oh my God. So right up to work, I hit play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one can see my face because we don't record video, but it is a guest. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should probably rewatch these. And then I was like, well, I guess I have to do it now. <laughs> oh my God. I did not. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, which was probably everyone, I'm on vacation this week because I just quit my job last week and what? I'm starting a new one next week. So I'm like doing nothing. And now I feel like I am not committed enough to the podcast because I literally did nothing all day but clean my house and I could have been watching Nathan. I mean, cleaning your house is pretty great. Um, I think myself posting the the image for what is it season two <laughs> episode four today shows that I am also behind on my Nathan tasks I was like man suddenly the weeks keep going by <laughs> I was like time has flown so I'm gonna be doing a mass post probably over the next two weeks and get out all of them and then we'll be right back on track for uh for season three yeah, and season three, I think we've talked about it. We've got some really fun guests who are going to come on. So, And we have some great ideas for after season three as well, for those in-between episodes. TBA. Yes. You'll have to tell me those later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just don't remember. Oh, wait, wait. I remember one. 
Yeah. Yes. I think it was my idea. It was your idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're a regular your regular Nathan Fielder coming up with these ideas. Well, I guess we haven't talked much about Kelly's new job, but we officially both work in the beverage space. And I guess you did at your past job too. But now yes. we're both at like a little bit smaller beverage. Like we're kind of running the marketing for them. So Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. So if anyone has an event and they need drinks, invite your gal pals. We'll show up yeah. with those cheap bevies. Yeah, 100%. Let us know. If anyone's like an influencer and listening, oh, us up. For me specifically, you'd have to be in Ontario for me to send you anything, but I, I would do it. Yeah, I'm in Can- anywhere in Canada. I can send stuff, so it's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much an influencer. I do have a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mention this. I had briefly talked about the fact that when I was in a couple interviews, people had asked me about the podcast. Um, I also was asked if we were going to be interviewing Nathan anytime soon. <laughs> and I was like, he's a busy guy. <laughs> also, I don't think he knows we exist. <laughs> Look, we haven't asked. So he technically hasn't said no. Yeah. He's leaning more yes than no, I imagine. I'm sure he is. There was one day on his birthday I went and I liked every single one of his posts. So I'm sure he saw Nathan for us and was like, oh, I'm going to listen and then reach out to these wonderful, inspirational, (laughs) iconic podcast hosts and demand to be a guest on their show. (laughs) And then we'll say maybe. Whoa. Whoa. That'd be bold. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that would be bold imagine he reached out and we just were like no you can't come on oh you know what we should do we should get one of our friends to legally change their name oh that's a great idea i mean you have to legally change your name soon i'm not changing my name to michael richards <laughs> <laughs> i can't do it Can i interest you in nathan fielder <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad name but um, just do it for like a week i think it's kind of complicated to change it isn't it but I you, remember I was re- you do have to change like i think you're letting another podcast decide if you change your last name but if they hypothetically decide that you should change your last name um can i interest you in changing it once more first since you're changing it anyway the podcast will raise the funds if it costs money i think you can't just like arbitrarily change your name I think you have to like it's a different form I believe when you're changing it to get married versus like if you're just changing your name for you know another reason if that makes sense are you or are you not married to the podcast (laughs) (laughs) I'm married to my job wink wink (laughs) I I would get married to the podcast (laughs) And just, like, waiting for Colin from the other room to be like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Colin has, like, a lot of threats. (laughs) He does. He should watch his back. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's kick this off. So, you know, there's actually a lot less segments for season two than there were for season one. I was actually quite surprised. But I guess most of these ones were a little bit tighter. You know, we've got a couple that one episode is one segment. So definitely a little bit different. But uh, kicking everything off, the bottom of the list, the lowest rated segment 
is from episode eight of season two, the Simon Sees segment. So this is like the mini segment where basically Simon, the security guard who really likes large breasted women, they're pitching him a real pitching his reality show to a fellow by the name of Brant Pinvidic. So as previously, um, we have four categories that we are ranking each segment in. So one is how fun or funny is the segment, how successful is the idea, how original is the idea, and how are the secondary characters. So while some ideas can be like really funny and hilarious, uh, sometimes it gets brought down in its success, originality, and the secondary characters. So Kelly and White, how funny or fun is Simon C's? So I gave it a four. I thought that it was pretty funny. Um, it was kind of one of those like uncomfortable humor situations, but I kind of enjoyed the humor in this segment. So I had given it a three. I thought that the main concept of guy gets distracted by big boobs to not be that funny. Uh, but the parts I did find really funny were Simon describing his breakfast and yes. when he was trying to talk up the Hollywood guy in like the first two yes. minutes of their interview and also when he wore the Elvis costume. The Elvis costume is an all-timer. Yeah. So I thought it was funny, but it wasn't like one of the funniest episodes. Yeah, I agree. Um, success, I mean, it's a one for me. They don't get the show anywhere. Yeah, I gave it a two. So I was a little bit kinder. Like they got a meeting, which was definitely just because of Nathan. But yeah. they technically got a meeting with someone who actually has shows. And they did film it. And it did look kind of professional, which again, is just because of Nathan. But um, ultimately, two is still pretty low on the success scale of one to five <laughs> i kind of wish so we went through in the episode where we talked about this again that's episode eight of the season we talked about some of the other shows that brand has been up a part of one of which being that splash show which is like a weird celebrity diving show all i can think about right now is how much better it would be if they had gotten simon on the celebrity diving show yeah, there's a lot of shows where, like, if you just put Simon on it, he would be very funny. Like, he's just a funny guy. It's funny talking to him, like, just, like, the pace of his conversation and just, like, where his mind goes is yeah. pretty funny. But I think kind of boxing him into, like, this one concept of just, like, obsessed with big boobs and can't function, like, that's funny once, and then it kind of gets overplayed. So I think he's... More than just a guy distracted by boobs, although that is one of his biggest characteristics on the show. He does need to overcome it. Um, originality, I gave it a one. It's a reality show, not original at all. Yeah, and also big boobs and men getting distracted by them is also not original. Yeah. Yeah, I also gave it a one. And then secondary characters, um, I gave it a three. I gave it a 4.5. I mean, Simon is iconic. And yeah. he's really funny. I just didn't... I felt like he was given, like, a lot of lines. Yeah, and I just fair. felt like it was, like, mainly Nathan orchestrating all of it instead of him, like, kind of being the one to to lead everything. I, I could be off base, but I feel like, in general, we have the same vibe of scores. 
Yeah, Mm -hmm. I agree. I think I gave him a little extra points for the guy who runs, like, the jewelry store, Mm. who was just like, listen, I don't need to know about your personal (laughs) life. (laughs) I I always found that moment pretty good. But um, average between the two of us is a 9.75. Yeah, and, like, three is not a low score. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, considering this is the lowest, uh, I think it, it clearly shows that, and we like this segment. So yes. we, we pretty much like almost all the segments. So this scored the same as last season's segment, The Burger Joined. So LA Burger. Oh, and that one had really funny secondary characters. Yeah. So that's kind of like the comparison that I would mm-hmm. make. Um, next up, so just above Simon C's, we have from episode three of season two, the pet store segment. So this is the segment where Nathan essentially buries his pet fly Buzz in a pet cemetery and makes a giant headstone that essentially just is an advertisement for this pet store. How did you feel about our season two pet store? How fun or funny it is? I, I thought it was fun. I didn't think it was very funny. Um, I, I gave it a 2.5. You know, I like the concept of kind of tricking I don't know what he would be called. What 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 are you called when you run a pet funeral home? Funeral director? I think you're still a funeral director, but just for pets. Yeah, tricking the funeral director, very funny. But, you know, not not that funny. The the vet, going to the vet and like having the vet announce that the fly is dead was kind of funny, but you kind of knew he was going to say this fly is dead. So I thought that it was like fun, but not like I wasn't laughing out loud. Yeah, I gave you the exact same score, so 2.5 as well. Success of the idea. I gave this a 2. Okay, I gave Um, it a 3. Yeah, I think my main thing, and, like, I could have maybe bumped it up. I just didn't really know how we can measure the success. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, he put up the gravestone, but we have no clue if people actually went. Yeah, so... I kind of was along the same lines where so he was able to get the gravestone up and convinced our funeral director to (laughs) to keep to keep it there. So we know it's there. He he accomplished his goal. Um, So that is a success. So I could have argued that this should be a five, but we don't actually know how this discount code was doing, if we got customers from it. So it's a little vague and hard to tell if it's successful or not. Yeah originality i said four it's very original it's honestly kind of offensive (laughs) but it's really fun and totally outlandish on another show this plays a completely different way but because it's nathan for you it it just works Mm -hmm. i gave it a three i could probably be convinced it should be a little bit higher but to me it was just like it was just like a billboard like the fact that it was in a, a graveyard like, I guess I could argue is original that was on a gravestone, but I don't know. It was almost like comedically not a grave. It was so huge. I Okay, I just have to say one thing about billboards really fast. So there's one particular billboard. Megan and I both live. I live in Toronto. Megan lives very close to Toronto. There's one billboard on the highway when you're coming into Toronto from like the west of the city that is for pinkcherry.com this is not a sponsored podcast just throwing it out there which i've never been to the website but from what i can tell they sell like vibrators and like you know sex toys basically 
And every time I go past that billboard, it, it they change it. I don't know how often. Like, they have to change this billboard every two months or something. It is so funny. I laugh every time. Like, they had one at one point that said, like, scream your own name and, like, stuff like that. Just really <laughs> wild, like, sex-positive billboard, like, on the highway that always makes me chuckle. Oh, man. I don't think I've ever seen this billboard. I'll, I have to remember what the latest I'll, one I'll is. I'll go on a drive. <laughs> yeah, you got to go for a drive. Yeah. I'll see if I can um, look up what the latest one was. Colin and I, like, always laugh when we see it. It's it's a great billboard. Whoever's running marketing at Pink Cherry, like, you're crushing Brava. Yeah, good work. Man, I'm excited to, like, come down to Toronto now. Yeah. It's on the Gardner. Okay. Near Ikea. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I love Ikea. Um, Secondary characters. I only gave this a two. I also only gave it a two. But Solomon was in it. He just, like, wasn't a big character. But it's Solomon, yeah. so I, I was debating. I could have given it higher just because Solomon existed in the episode. Because he's very fun. And he was sad about Buzz, too. Yeah. Yeah, this one's just tough. I mean, average, we both have a 10.5. So we're we're right on the money with this. On each other's money. Someone someone listening is yelling. <laughs> yeah, someone's favorite thing is pet store. If you're mad about any of these, write a review. Say five stars, but I we have differing opinions and here's my opinion. And we'll <laughs> we'll respect that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um so third from the bottom from episode seven, we have taxi service. So this is a scheme where Nathan essentially pitches to Andy's taxi company that they should allow a pregnant person to give birth in the cab. So they hunt down people who are very pregnant to try and get them into the cab. And then it spirals into trying to find a woman to give birth in the back of a car. And it's a whole bunch of shenanigans. Yeah, I like the shenanigans. I, I didn't love the shenanigans, but I gave it a three. I thought it was very fun. Yeah, I gave it a 3.5. I, I thought it was, it, it made me chuckle a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, success. This is a toughie. Yeah, unfortunately, I gave it a one for success, which is probably what brought down the whole segment because it was pretty fun other than that. Yeah. I also gave it a one. It so. just like, couldn't convince anyone to do it. I think in the episode, I did say if they tried harder, they probably could have gotten someone to do it. I think at some point, Nathan realized that they, were, they had a few issues and they didn't actually want someone to give birth because he kind of derailed the idea a few times. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think if he had wanted the idea to work, they could have made it happen, which is a little bit disappointing that they didn't choose to. Because I'm sure yeah. they would have found someone. Yeah, and I mean, Andy comes back in later episode, so, you know. Andy's very funny. Andy's great. Mm-hmm. Andy's great. We'll get to that soon, I guess, with secondary characters. Mm-hmm. But um, originality, I said a three, like, I, I mean. I a three, too. I think people, okay, perfect. you know, I think that they showed that they took this idea from someone else, right? Yeah. They basically were trying to extrapolate on the idea that, like, it'll give them good press. But I thought the idea of actually hunting down, like, super pregnant women to take rides was definitely creative. That that part was original, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, secondary characters. I gave it a 3.5. Like, Andy's so funny. I thought the couple, Shantae and her mm-hmm. boyfriend, were also really funny. Yeah. It was uh, interesting. Oh, the OBGYN who was in it was amazing. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah. I can't remember his name right now, but he was great. Yeah, and then the part where they're like, Andy saw dollar signs, not babies. <laughs> not babies. I died. Yeah, I think my favorite part of that whole episode is when the OBGYN just like kicks the front of the car and yeah. it's just like, yeah, it's it looks good. good. Yeah, so I gave it a three. Um, yeah, I thought it was very funny. I liked the secondary characters, but um, there's not like there's not like an iconic character that came out of it. Um, but Andy is very funny, and he was also very motivated to make it happen. So I was a little bit sad that Nathan kind of shut it down a few times. Yeah, I wonder if that's why he goes back to the Andy well later. He's like, well, I know this guy will will be down for anything. He'll okay. be down to clown. I'm going to change my 3 to a 3.5, actually. Whoa. It's not that high. Yeah, I'm making live, it 3.5. I w- live update yeah, on the he's spreadsheet. He's really funny. And I forgot about the OBGYN, just like randomly kicking the car and putting on like the Boston <laughs> accent. And then wearing like From New York. <laughs> his like mechanic clothes. Yeah, you gotta sound more. You gotta sound more normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave it eleven. You gave it ten point five. Yeah, with the extra little bit. So we actually averaged out ten point seven five. So very nice. Yeah, I think still a very high score. Mm-hmm. It is really funny looking at like this season versus last season. I feel like. This season, all of the episodes are way higher. Yeah, because even though these were the lowest and we're just talking through them, I'm like, man, I really loved a lot of parts of this episode. Why did I rank it so low? And then I was like, oh, it's because I watched it like back to back with some like really outstanding episodes. Yeah, we have like a far and away like best segment too. Oh, yeah. That is like way higher than all the others, by which I think quite no a few one, points. <laughs> no one will be surprised by when we get to the top, but I don't know. I feel like other people will think second but whoa we'll get there yeah, we'll get there worry. no spoilers here um it might be a contender for top segment of all time i think so actually yeah so our next one we have is season two episode one um and this is the mechanic half of season two episode oh mm-hmm So this is the one where essentially Nathan hires a couple different polygraph operators where he says, we will make sure that the mechanics are not lying to you about how much it costs to fix your car. That's kind of the the basis for this episode. Mm -hmm. So I gave it a 2.5 for fun slash funny. And I think that's because they pretty much just had one joke. And it was a good joke, you know, that Nathan uh, said that he didn't masturbate to pornography and the lie detector said he did and that is funny but it's the only it's pretty much the only joke they had all episode and they just kept repeating it and so I was like yes funny but not hysterical and like it doesn't change they just keep repeating it yeah I actually gave it a 2.5 as well Mm. so I do not need to defend myself to you then yeah I'm right with you it was it was fine Mm mm-hmm I chuckled, but okay, I guess we'll get to it when how successful is the idea. Now, I gave it a three, but I don't think it drew in any customers 
which is my issue with it. So like, yes, the lie detector functioned apparently. Um, they, <laughs> they they were able to tell to show the customers um, that they weren't lying about their prices or about what was wrong with the car, but they didn't really advertise it everywhere. So yeah, that's yeah. I don't think a single customer came in and they were like, "Yo, can't wait to see your lie detector results. You better not lie to me, man." Which I think would have been much funnier. That's fair. I did give it a five for success, which I'm kind of like, eh, I probably didn't deserve really? that. Okay. It didn't draw in anyone. I really wish one customer just started like questioning them and being yeah. like, what about this? What about that? But I felt like people were excited by it though. Like they were like, ooh, like they were intrigued. But yeah, they didn't really bring in anyone new. Originality, I gave it a three. I thought it was pretty original. We've seen lie detectors before, but not for pricing you know yeah I also gave it a three I thought that it was original but not like crazy innovative like wanting someone to be truthful um and like have proof that that you're doing good work uh I think that there's a few ways to show that and I think that using a lie detector is one of them like not that I know anything about cars but there is one mechanic in town who one time when we went like, they'll, like, take you under the car and, like, show you and explain everything to you versus, like, if you go to Canadian Tire, they'll just say, like, here's what's wrong. This is the price. So it's not yeah. like I can guarantee they aren't lying, but I'm just, like, a lot more confident that they're not. So I think that there's a few things you can do to show that you're doing things fairly. And the lie detector is a fun way, but I also think it's very difficult to show that the lie detector operator is being truthful like if you're hired by this business and you want to show that they're doing good prices I don't know if I would believe the lie detector technician that's fair I mean he had the polo shirt oh that said that he was the the polygraph guy from whatever company oh okay Which means you can't lie. Yeah. Everyone knows. If you have an embroidered polo, you're bound by truth. And also looking hella fly. So fly. Uh, Secondary characters, I said a two. I also gave it a two. I thought that the um, technician was funny. Uh, Yes. But again, I thought that it was Nathan doing all the legwork to make him funny by like really pressing him and calling him out like if he had just said yes I have masturbated while watching pornography the guy would have just moved on but Nathan had to like nag him and and like bust his balls and like really get at him right that's true but I yeah I mean you're right no not necessarily I I feel like I don't need to argue that much for mechanic it's like the still bottom four we have the same score (laughs) Um, I gave it a 12.5. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I gave it a 10. I'm a little, I'm a little higher than you. So average out 11.5. It's actually tied for our next highest one, which is the biggest discrepancy we have oh, no. in the whole season. And this is the focus group segments. This is a segment where we have the, I think it was four or five people who are riding in the back of a cube van who are helping Nathan try and rehabilitate his image. Yeah. Wait, did you think it was not funny? I thought it was pretty funny. So I gave it a four. I thought it was super funny. Okay, I feel like we don't have a big discrepancy then. I gave it a three. I, I, we'll, we'll get to the discrepancy. Successful of the idea. I gave it a one. Okay. It was not successful at all. 
<laughs> Nathan tried to change. They gave him all these tips. They put him in the V-neck. He went to Brian, and what did Brian say? Brian called him the Wizard of Loneliness. <laughs> it did not work at all. Okay. Was the only goal to impress Brian? In my mind, and the way that I interpreted it, the goal was to impress Brian. Because he really seemed like he became like more enthusiastic. He really engaged with the... Uh, with the spa he was like very expressive and like really got out there I thought they did a great job getting the focus group to follow him around you know they strapped them in on the truck they were able to to portably show this focus group what Nathan was working on so I thought finding a focus group and having them successfully give like pointers which I thought were good pointers and you know that no matter what Nathan went in looking like Brian Wolf in no world is going to be like wow you're so suave now and like today that v-neck might not be like the look but like back then i feel like it might have been the look listen i owned that v-neck i know i know but it just it wasn't successful what situation would brian have been like wow you're so different now there's nothing nothing he could have done Maybe if Nathan was able to seduce, like, Brian's wife, I don't know. (laughs) That's the only thing I could think of. That would be a way funnier episode. I would live for that. Oh, my God. I'm so mad that didn't happen. I wish Nathan had tried to impress Brian Wolf's wife and then record it and show him being like, man, your wife thinks I look great. She thinks I'm hilarious. Yeah, that should have been there the focus. Go. She should have been in the focus group. I would have. Died. She should have been in the focus group for yeah. sure. Yeah, but that's why I gave it a one. Okay, originality of the focus group. I gave this a one. We've seen them do focus groups on Nathan before, and this one, while funny, I just felt like it was not the most original thing we've seen Queer Eye before. We've seen lots of like makeover shows, so it just you know it it was not the most original idea to me. Yeah, it it wasn't that original. Um, I did give it a two, not quite a one, because I thought it was, you know, a little bit fun to take the focus group on the road, you know, strap them in the back of the truck, drive them around. They were able to give, like, live feedback while he was interacting with, um, like, store owners and actually, like, mid-bit, which was very fun that they were able to give him, like, instant feedback. Um, But, yeah, not, not that original, nothing, like, particularly exciting. Yeah, and then secondary characters, I gave it a four. Yeah. We love Brian. We love everyone in the focus group. Um, them telling him the V-neck was fine and then later doubling down and being like, no, the V-neck was too low. It's great. Everything is great with the characters. Yeah, I also gave this a four. Brian Wolf is outstanding. I mean, he got his own spinoff show, so is anyone surprised? And the focus group was hilarious. Like... Never has anyone backtracked so quickly. Like, I am so shocked that nobody was like, hey, I think you look great. Who's this random man anyway? Like, yeah, it's so, so funny how immediate they like walk back like days of work and following this man around. They're like, no, I would never say that. So I thought it was hilarious. Also, like their commitment to being like, yes, you can strap us to this van is so wild. I wonder what they were paid. 
Yeah, we. I wish we could find. I think we might have said this in the episode. I wish we could find the Kijiji ad for that one. I feel like minimum wage. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! I'm surprised no one got car sick. Yeah, seriously. Maybe that was in the ad. Like you can't come if you get car sick. I wonder if because it can't be legal to drive like that, right? So I wonder if they were actually moving or if they were just pretending that they were moving. It's hard to say because, like, then later they show all of the the table and stuff, like, rolling around. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they just did it. I mean, it'd be hilarious. So, yeah, I thought that this was a very funny segment. Um, I think it really lost points for, like, kind of success and originality and but yeah i thought it was very entertaining yeah so for this one um we end up with an average of 11.5 so not bad at all the Mm -hmm. same as animal hospital from last season oh yeah and that one was pretty funny too i think that was our biggest discrepancy last time what is up with these uh middle episodes yeah at least we agree on the top ones like if i had one episode ranked the highest and you had a completely different one, that'd be very sad. That'd be wild. Um, next up, we have season two, episode four. This is the exterminator Uh-oh. segment. I assume that this is the one we were going to disagree on. I think we are pretty close, though. Okay. Yeah, only half a point separates us. Oh. Uh, how fun or funny is the segment four? It is oh. so fun. Wow. It's so fun. It's not necessarily, like, funny. It's not hilarious by any means, but they come up with so many fun things. Like, they, they're making companies. They're making contraptions. You're pulling all these, like, exterminator gear out of trophies and out of, like, random things. And then you're having, like, a, a dragon hiding a mattress. It's wild. So we actually may have similar scores, but clearly they did very differently because I only thought it was a two. Oh my gosh, no, this one was so fun. (laughs) This one was one of the most fun. It's fun, but it wasn't funny to me, I guess. Like, I thought it was kind of cute. The ranking is fun or funny. I know. I think I thought it was cute, you know? Cute can be fun. Man, the creativity that went into this, the amount of like building and contraptions and like they had to make whole new companies which I love when they do that they had to wrap vans multiple times I loved it we'll get we'll get to the originality I think that's where where I picked it up um success of the idea I gave it a three and a half I was like it was kind of successful and Nathan kind of had to trick the hotel owner (laughs) into signing that that contract yeah but it was okay. I mean, I feel like they were able to successfully disguise all of their equipment, get in and out of the hotel. It really seems like they came up with an idea for everything. Um, yeah, the, I felt like they, as far as like their trial video goes, it seems like they they really kind of covered all their bases of, you know, how are they going to clear rooms that already have people in them how will they get out mattresses how are they getting each person in what will the truck look like how are they making it look like they're receiving an award so i gave it a four okay originality of exterminator i gave it a four 
I thought it was pretty original. You know, we had a lot of a lot of different aspects going on. I think you kind of touched on them. We have all of the different ways that they were moving stuff into the hotel and moving the mattress out, the rewrapping of the vans. It was a pretty pretty original scheme. Yeah, I gave it a three. I didn't think it was the most original, but I thought, you know, they had aspects that were original. I haven't ever had the need to look up an exterminator, but I wonder if something like this has been used in that space. I'm sure that other companies, you know, disguise themselves as other things if they're undesirable. I don't have a great example, Um, but... Yeah, I thought it was fairly original. I just like couldn't put my nose on it being the most original idea. Yeah. Which maybe if I had watched it then, I would have I would have thought that. But watching it this year and having to like think about its originality. Like I just <laughs> like escape rooms exist, disguising things, hidden compartments, like they just seem like so common. I don't know. Your escape room expertise is is uh, affecting this rating, I think. Yeah, it's. I could probably raise its originality for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, do you think it's pretty original? I think it was, like, fairly original. But again, like, I also did these on, like, one pass. Like, I just went with, like, the first kind Your of... Your first instinct. Yeah, I just was like, oh, this is what I think. Mm-hmm. Secondary characters. I gave it a two. Yeah, I gave it a one. I didn't think that anybody really stood out. And the one kind of funny bit about the person signing the contract when he didn't really agree to it, um, I feel like they did that much better in a different episode. So I felt like that idea wasn't original or particularly funny because they had already done it and they did it so much better the other time. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. Mm-hmm. No, we don't need to split hairs over the exterminator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next up, we have from episode four as well, the car wash segment. Ooh. So this is the one where Nathan essentially releases a bunch of birds into some trees to poop on strategically parked cars and then offers a poop cleaning service. How fun or funny did you think this was? I gave it a three. Yeah, I thought that it was a little above average. It it was very entertaining. Um, putting all the bird seeds out onto the tree branch and then needing to actually go and find like chickens and, and peacocks to put up in the tree. Like that was very funny. And I was shocked that they stayed in the tree and didn't just leave. Yeah, I only gave it a 2.5. I actually didn't think it was like that funny. Yeah, it was was kind of fun. Lots of birds in the tree. It was mainly entertaining how Nathan would stop cars underneath it and then immediately give them a coupon to the car wash. And nobody was like, hey, you clearly work for them. Get out of car and look at all these birds you put in the tree. Like, I feel like this would have been a hilarious segment if people like called him out on it and would get out of the car and notice that that's what he was doing. But people were just like, oh, yeah, thanks. And would go to the car wash without asking anything. Yeah, people were way too chill about this. Yeah. Um, I also think this segment suffers a little bit because this one and Exterminator, they're both from the same episode. And there's one other segment that we haven't gotten to yet, which is like way stronger than both of them. 
So I think they kind of are kind of not as good when you compare it as well. Yeah, I was definitely higher on Exterminator than you were, but the other segment this episode was uh, the segment of the episode. Yeah. So uh, success of the idea. I gave it a three only because they kind of say this is one of the rare moments where they actually say like, oh, yeah, we actually did have more people come through. Yeah, I also thought it was successful, but it required a lot to make it successful. Um, And I think really what did make it successful was, again, Nathan forcing people to stop in front of this tree because if they just kind of naturally let it go its course, it it wouldn't have worked. Yeah, not enough poop Mm -hmm. if they hadn't been sat under that tree. And then like immediately directed to the car wash that has a bird poop special. And originality, I might have put this a little high, but whatever. I'm just standing by these off-the-cuff ratings I made. I gave it a 4.5. Man, that is really high. I gave it a 3 um, because I thought, yes, it was original, but I think the concept of causing a problem that you get to solve is not as original. So it's like the bird aspect was like wild and out there. But I think, like, going and making something messy that you need to clean if you're, like, a cleaning service, I don't know. I gave it a three, which is still, you know, it's still high. Yeah, I think for me, like, what bumped it up was, like, the birds and, like, putting the chickens in the tree and putting the peacock in the tree. Like, that was so out there, and I I thought it was super original. I also think I kind of lumped in the end where Nathan forces them to give him employee of the month i think i also kind of lumped that in here it's Um, very funny too and he's like everyone give me a pat on the back uh secondary characters i gave it a three they're good they're pretty good i gave it a two again i thought nathan was doing all the work like the guys patting him on the back at the end That was funny because Nathan asked them all to pat him on the back. They didn't, like, go do that on their own. I don't remember any secondary characters' names from this. Um, I feel like Nathan was, like, the episode. I will say I I considered the birds part of the secondary characters. Oh, okay. (laughs) The birds shitting, you know, really upped the ante for me. So I bumped it up a little because I thought the, the birds deserve some recognition. Yeah, again, if, like, any person had, like, commented on it or interacted with them in any way, but they just sat there and no one even noticed them. No one was like, like, no one was like why is there chickens? Why is there yeah. a peacock in that chicken? If there was, like, one comment acknowledging their existence, that would have gone a long way. No one acknowledged them at all. I don't think I've told this story, surprisingly, but um, one time Colin and I were... We were at a coffee shop in Brooklyn, and we were like, whatever. Was I there? Getting No, this was when we were there when we got engaged. And we oh. like were in this coffee shop, and it was very hipster. Um, someone came in with like a little cat Ooh. that was like dressed in an outfit that they were like holding, which was like hip enough. And then while we were sitting like down, just like looking out on the patio or whatever someone was literally walking a pigeon what (laughs) yeah (laughs) because like pigeons can be pets like my parents own pigeons they do like flips and stuff but (laughs) like mike mike tyson owns pigeons 
Yeah, Mike Tyson Mysteries. <laughs> oh, my God. But I've never heard of anyone, like, walking a pigeon. I'm pretty sure they were walking a pigeon. Should you own a pigeon as a pet? Probably not. Just let them be. I don't think... I don't know. I mean, like, you do you. Like, we don't the- really intentionally own pigeons. Like, someone who... Like, if they're, if they're, like, in an area, they don't like to leave it. I think the story is that... My stepmom's friend needed somewhere to put them, and we have, like, a lot of outdoor space at my dad's house, and then once they were there, it's like, we're not leaving, and if you try to drive us away, like, we're flying back here kind of thing. So it's like, okay, it's fine. Just leave them. Ugh, pigeons. I mean, we've the, the pigeon issue in my condo has been long discussed, but... Oh, yeah, weren't we going to, like, take a bread trail and lead them to a different apartment? That idea, quite frankly, was flawless. I don't understand why you didn't execute on this idea. You're not working this week. Go buy some seeds. Make a little seed trail. I didn't join the pigeon committee. It was too stressful. But the pigeon committee has done nothing as far as I can tell. They just like, the pigeons are still everywhere. It's very annoying. I've literally already solved this problem. It's like that friend who keeps getting back together with the ex and you keep being like, stop. This problem in my mind is resolved. These pigeon people need to just execute this idea. (laughs) Like, there's no problem. You just need to execute. Oh, my God. All right, let's move on. Let's move on to season two, episode six. The next one on our list, which is, of course, Daddy's Watching. Yikes. Um, so of course this is the dating service where Nathan's going to employ people who he calls daddies who are going to look over females who are on dates who may be in uncomfortable situations. How fun or funny was the segment? Okay, I gave it a three. I gave it a four. I I could see why. I maybe was a little low here. It's pretty funny. Um, the rhyme is horrible sounding, but also funny. The whole idea of, you know, making sure women aren't safe on dates, you know, we love that. And the conspiracy theory, 9-11 didn't happen of it all, yeah. I think is probably what really bumps this one up. Yeah, I gave this a four. I would say a large portion of the score is in fact the crazy girl on the date who like that little clip at the end where you have the guy saying like, wait, what are you talking about? Are we on lizard people or school shootings right now? And she's like (laughs) saying like, no, still 9-11. And it's like, what? So that part was hilarious. Um, I also really like the part where Nathan like flawlessly executes stopping the man on his way into the building for the date. Oh, yeah. And, like, gets him to take a photo and then fingerprints him. I think you can see how great an actor he is when he hires someone else to try to mimic what he just (laughs) did and just completely falls apart and fails and does it so poorly. Like, there are a lot of parts of the segment I thought were hilarious. Yeah, it's it's not a bad segment Mm -hmm. by any means. Um, Success of the idea. So I gave it a three. I also gave it a three. Yeah, I think when Nathan pulls it off, it was very successful. I mean, obviously, we see kind of 
one date and then a second almost date. And as far as we know, the women feel safe. So I guess that's success. But realistically, like, this is not going to work out unless Nathan's your daddy. Whoa. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think it's incredibly difficult to to decide what success means. Um, He successfully watched their date and was able to monitor them um, in disguise. Um, I guess nothing bad happened, so we can't tell, but, like, he did everything he said he was going to do, so I gave it a three. The other guy was not successful. Um, yeah. So it's kind of, I threw it in the middle. Yeah. Um, originality, I said this was a two, mainly, like, there's a lot of things out there for women and anyone to make sure that they're feeling safe on a date like there's lots of weird like bracelets you can get that have like gps and you know settings on your phone so you can like press buttons to send out emergency texts so i feel like you know safety on dates is important and not super original yeah i also gave it a two um yeah pretty much for all the reasons that you said i feel like you nailed it uh yeah yeah I do think that providing safety services on an online dating platform would maybe make people more comfortable using them. Again, I feel like we've discussed we have very limited experience using (laughs) dating apps, (laughs) unfortunately. So if somebody wants to to message us and be like, no, this is outstanding and original, like maybe I'll hear you out. But yeah, I don't think I don't think it's very original. I think there's also a lot of places, like venues specifically, are kind of like self-policing this kind of stuff now, where it's like, oh, if you go to the bar and order this specific drink, we'll know that you like are on a bad date and like need to be escorted off the premises or like stuff like that. Um, So I just feel like, you know, I think more places are doing this of their own volition. I know also in Toronto, we have a service called Buns, which is like a trading platform. And they implemented this thing called like Buns Safe Zones, where it's like, oh, if you're going to go trade someone for something, then you can meet up at these safe places, which are like monitored by the staff. Secondary characters. I think conspiracy theorist girl is the iconic secondary character. And I guess also um, security guy number one. (laughs) The two of them are great. I think Kevin, the guy who owns the penthouse that they meet up in. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so the secondary characters were were really funny this episode. I gave them a 3.5. Had any of them been like recurring and like big characters in the series, I feel like my ranking would have been higher. I just have a hard time giving like a four or five if they don't come back for some reason. And maybe, I mean, these people were hilarious. Yeah, so. I gave them a four. Just They probably just deserve a four. Yeah, It was just because of the conspiracy theory that like killed me. Oh my gosh. It's like sometimes you just strike gold. And it's like he didn't know on their date that this was going to come up. And also she knew she was being recorded. And she was like, this is my time to shine. She was like, this is a good time to bring this up right now. Okay, next up. Actually tied with Daddy's Watching with a 12.25. 
from episode eight, Toy Company. Let's doink it, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. Oof. So how fun or funny is this segment? I gave this a 3.5. Yeah, I was in a similar ballpark. I gave it a four. I think part of what is so funny is like one, the toy is very stupid. Yeah. Um, Nathan is very mean about how stupid the toy is. And the owner of the toy company is such a dick. Yeah, I think all those things, plus the focus group destroyed me. I thought it was so funny. The kids like immediately changing their mind. We have the return of Santa Claus. Yes, James Bailey. Horrible to children. Um, Yeah, we have the funny commercial. I think part of what makes us so high is there was just so much going on in the episode. And I think sometimes longer episodes end up getting a bit of a bump because there's like you can find something really funny that stands out. Whereas like this one, there's just so much going on. Yeah, and I think part of it, too, is, like, Nathan's trying so hard to prove it to the owner of the toy company that, like, no, I can do this for you. That mm-hmm. he really, like, goes all in. Yeah. Uh, success of the idea. I think this is probably where it loses points. Um, I only gave it a two. I also only gave it a two, um, mainly because he wasn't able, like, to successfully market the way he wanted to like his commercial wasn't picked up um yeah i they sold a little bit more that day because like santa claus forced a bunch of kids to bullying the children yeah which i guess could be seen as successful i'm not sure yeah i think long-term success um probably not super high with the doink it um originality I gave this a three. I think the sheer number of things going on kind of increased this one for me. You know, having a Santa sit there and basically be sponsored by Doink It to be like, no, you have to buy this toy is very, very funny. And I think the idea of basically being like, if you don't buy this, you're a baby. I haven't seen that marketing technique anywhere. So I thought it was pretty original. So I think that the Santa Claus part is probably the most original. I think like selling an identity and like especially to kids like how to grow up is like very common. Um, So I think like putting an identity onto an object, if I want to be like broad about it, is like very common. Um, Like, you know, you're always telling kids, not that I talk to children, but it's like, oh, you want to, like, be a big kid. You want, you have to, like, do big kid stuff. Like, I feel like parents say that. I guess that's, like, the point of this because kids, it does work. Like, the focus group immediately, they don't want to be a baby. Secondary characters, I gave this a four. I also gave it a four. They are hilarious and there are lots of them. Yeah, the children are so fun. The James Bailey as Santa is back. Um... The guy who's in the commercial. Yeah. And, of course, the baby who's in the commercial. The floating baby was so weird. Yeah. It's great. Then we have the actual store owner who just, like, hates all of this. Um, so he he's yeah. pretty vocal in his opinions as well. So 
this episode definitely benefited from having a huge variety of secondary characters that really drove their own plots. Um, and then we also have a returning character, which is always good for the secondary character column. Yeah. And I'm glad James Bailey can still get work. Oh my God. He just immediately, like it was nothing to him to tell these kids. Like he didn't crack at all. He was just like, yeah, do you want to be a baby? And I was like, I don't think I could look a kid in the eyes and like the little girl who was getting bullied at school and he's like it's probably because you don't have a doink it i was like i would just hug that kid and i'd be so sad james bailey didn't care at all yeah he doesn't give a fuck yeah so that actually is going to lead us into oh sorry so we have a 12.25 for toy company as well the same score as daddy's watching and that's going to lead us into our top technically nine you know what in Who Wants to Be a Millionaire where it's like woo 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's what we need. That's how I feel. <laughs> Lower the lights, baby. I hope everyone's ready. Give your phone a friend. Um We can call three- Sherry. It's late at night and she will be panicked. She will panic. She's probably asleep. So our ninth best segment is from episode three. It's the maid service. Oh, that's kind of surprising to me. But again, we have a variety of ratings. Uh, for yeah. how fun or funny is the segment, I actually ranked it pretty low. I gave it a 2.5. I only gave it a 2. Oh, yeah. It wasn't that funny. And no, it wasn't it was that fun. That <laughs> no. But you know what? That's how our rankings work. Uh, successful. Very. I had, to, I had to give it a 4. Yeah, I also gave it a 4, you know. They had a lot of maids. They got the job done quickly. And it was executed. You know, they they were a few minutes, but it was their first try. They did it. And they did it well. Yeah. Originality. Four. I gave it a five. Whoa. (laughs) I thought it was super original. I mean, it's not super original to be like, more people will get this done faster. But the audacity of... (laughs) Having that many maids, like, they had to rent, like, a charter bus to get them all to that house. I thought it was wild. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I wonder if any celebrities have seen this and were like, yes. Get me that. Yeah. <laughs> um, secondary characters. 2.5. <laughs> yeah, I only gave it a 2. They were fine. Yeah, I mean, it was a good, entertaining segment. It wasn't super funny in any way but you know we had a few nathan classics where there's a little bit of relationship talk he's hitting on someone who rejects him uh he i don't know tries to get the guy whose house is getting cleaned to like hit on some of the maids and he's just not having it although they do get into some deep talks which was funny they do um so he was a good secondary character but again not not a standout not particularly funny it was it was just kind of a good idea that worked. Um, that would be hard to execute in the future, but I mean, it was successful. Yeah. So overall, that one has a thirteen points. Yeah, the guy said it was the cleanest his house has ever been. Yeah, and he's a dog trainer, so you know his house has been pretty dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, our eighth best segment. It's from episode eight. It is our movie theater. Woo! 
this segment was hella fun and hella funny for <laughs> yeah i gave this a 3.5 so i was i was almost there as well okay what really killed me which might be more in the secondary characters column but the people eating the popcorn yeah. <laughs> that yeah. lied about it and the guy had like crumbs all over his shirt and nathan's like smelling his fingers <laughs> That in itself was funny enough for, like, the whole segment. Like, I didn't give it a five. I wasn't dying. But, oh, my gosh. Oh, and again, this is, I think maybe the secondary characters really stole the show. I wrote down another line. Um, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't mind being on the board. I'll share and share and share. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a great segment. It would. It should have been higher if not for what we're coming up to next, which is yeah. how successful is the idea, which unfortunately I gave it a one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted it to be more. But yeah, I, I only gave it a two because quite frankly, everyone was sharing. Uh, <laughs> that man said he'll share and share and share. He doesn't even care about being on the masturbator board. <laughs> yeah, they don't care at all. And man, uh the owner being like, it takes courage to be the first out there trying to change things. Ah, oh, man, this segment was really funny. Yeah, originality. I gave it a four. I also gave it a four. I could have argued my way down to a two, probably. Because, yeah. like, no sharing policy. I was trying to think of something else that that would apply to, but I couldn't think of it in food. Like, is there any place that serves food that's like, you can't share? Only, like, those weird food competitions, you know, where it's like, hey, if you eat this, like, 20-pound burger, you get a t-shirt oh. and your photo on the wall, those are, like, you can't share. Or if you go to, like, all you can eat and then there's that, like, one person oh, in your yeah. group who's like, no, I'm fine, I'm not hungry, and then you awkwardly have to sneak them food when they decide that they want a few bites. Yeah. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. You're like, oh, we know those people. Well, yeah, I mean, just pay for the all-you-can-eat or, like... If you or can't afford eat. it or something, like, your friends will spot you. Yeah. It's just, like, disrespectful to the restaurant, in my opinion. Or be like, hey, can we go somewhere else? Yeah. I don't want to have all you can eat, you know? Mm hmm I just feel like it's rude to the restaurant to, like, try and fake it. Like, no one's going to all you can eat and not eating all they can, okay? In fact, normally it's the opposite, where we've ordered too much. We don't want to get charged for those extra ones. Those extra rolls. Yeah. <laughs> And you're, like, pulling them apart with your chopsticks to yeah, make it look like filling, you ate them. filling your pockets so they're not on the plate. Yeah. Yikes. So I feel like I really talked it up. And then I gave secondary characters a 3.5, which oh. I, could, I could give them higher, quite frankly. I just, like, pretty much every reason that I listed why this episode was fun or funny is 100% because of the secondary characters and not because of the concept. Yeah, I went high. I went 4.5. Um, all of the people who were caught sharing, absolutely amazing. And then I also, when I was writing out the secondary characters, I wrote the guy who impersonates someone masturbating. Because <laughs> what an absolute hero that man is. And that to have bumped it up to 4.5 for me. Okay, yeah, I'm raising it. <laughs> I'm raising it. Okay. <laughs> I'm also going to give it a 4.5 every second that I stop and think about another character. Like, Nathan running around with a headlight during the movie. 
And yeah. then them installing the cameras. Oh, man, I forgot about that part, too. When they install the cameras and they're like, oh, this is dual purpose. <laughs> Someone also keeps masturbating. And the woman being like, can't you get another board? And Nathan's like, they're very expensive. Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Okay. But none of them yes. are recurring. Uh, okay, I guess five is reserved for like, they are recurring and they are like the main, like Brian Wolf, you know what I mean? Like main stairs. But oh man, everyone on this was so funny. They reminded me a lot of the burger episode from last season where they were just like so dramatic eating the burger. Like they're just so funny. So overall, 13.75 from the two of us all together. I think that these, all of these ones that we're about to talk about, like this entire top, top of this season are like really top tier. Even the lower ones, while we were going through them, I was like, I can't believe we're talking about these first because so many of them were really yeah. funny this, this season. Season two is a good season. We should rank the seasons at the end. <laughs> Yeah, it's a great season. Mm -hmm. um, so next up, just a little bit ahead of movie theater, we have from episode six, the party planner mm. segment. So fun or funny? How were you feeling? I gave it a three. So oh, it was kind of okay. middle. I also gave it a three. I thought that it was like entertaining, funny episode, nothing outstanding. Um, it was a good concept. But it wasn't, like, hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Success of the idea. So I felt like it was a four. Like, the idea was pretty successful. Solomon didn't go to the party. Yeah, I gave it a five because it worked 100%. And I guess Fair. had there been more people, I could have ranked it lower. Um, like if someone had checked their spam folder and showed up to the party and you really didn't want them to, I, I can see how that would be an error. So I technically I could have given this a four, I think, but I, for the episode that we saw, uh, it, it worked. That's fair. How original is party planner? I gave this a three. I didn't think it was super original. I feel like, you know, I just feel like it wasn't that original. That's all. <laughs> Same. I also gave it a three. I didn't think it was the least original. I didn't think it was the most original. Um, yeah, I think you can put text and make it white in a variety of circumstances to to alter, you know, how your computer reads it. So yeah. Secondary characters. Three for me, which I feel like I know it's a little low because we have Solomon and we have William Heath, aka the Bill Gates impersonator. Yeah. But I just kind of was like, they weren't, they didn't really shine as much. We do have the great line from Bill Gates talking about how he had to be circumcised twice. That's literally the line I have written down. I was like, Bill Gates, two circumcisions. Yeah, so I gave it a four pretty much uh, based on that. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining enough. Solomon was fun. Um, but yeah, they weren't like, they weren't at the top of their game. Yeah. So, you know, we've had a couple of switcheroos with the placements of things, but next up we have Hot Dog Stand from episode seven. And this one, I think we were pretty close on as well. Yeah. Inevitably, there's one category that this segment fails in, I think, but yes. 
it's so good in every other category, at least on my ranking. So for how fun or funny is a segment, I gave it a 4.5. I went for a 4. I probably could have bumped it up to 4.5 because it is... It is very, very funny. I mean, I think we talked about it a lot when we talked through the episode, but it's very memeable. Jonathan's obviously a star. We'll get into that. Yeah, any time there's a character who, like, makes the episode, it's hard to not love. Um, Just the whole concept of getting to skip other people in line, hilarious. The reasonings that they had come up with, hilarious. Um following jonathan to to see if he had a doctor's appointment um and he actually just went to a movie theater hilarious yeah how how jonathan was just like sitting there on his phone for 45 minutes like the audacity (laughs) absolutely um success i think this is probably where it falls a little short I said, too, we have no way to prove if this actually brought more people in or anything. The, the friends at Pink's were not down to continue this, so. Yeah, I gave it a two. It looks like one or two people skipped the line, but certainly probably wasn't the reason that they were there, as, you know, Nathan had to go down the line asking people if they qualified. So it looks like he was going to people who were already waiting in line. They, they seemed very successful on their own. They had a super long line. They yeah. didn't like this idea. They shut it down pretty quick. Um, but yeah, this is kind of where it lost marks. Uh, it wasn't very successful. I think two was even generous. Yeah, originality. I mean, I think the originality of this really comes from the list of, of reasons. So I gave it a four, mainly based on that list. Yeah, essentially identical. Um, I think, like, there are ways people can skip lines, mainly just by, like, paying more money or being VIP. So having, like, this list of excuses or, like, what is deemed a good excuse to to jump the line is pretty original. Um, But, yeah, there wasn't a lot on the idea itself because we kind of move away from it fairly quickly. But I also gave it a four. Uh, secondary characters, Jonathan makes the episode, uh, yeah. him on a boat is like one of the funniest moments of all time. Yeah. Like all I wrote is, I hope you're hungry for nothing. For nothing. Oh my God. It's so good. It's, it's so good. The curtain drops and there's just like the random other people in line, just like ready to ream him out. And you're like, okay, simmer down. Like you were so mad. You needed to come out on a boat to tell this guy off hilarious the gum the gum the the shock and him just being like okay i'll do it but i'm not gonna look like and jonathan is truly irreplaceable in this role you put anyone else and they're just not gonna go with any of this right so yeah it's so funny if it had been more successful we would have given it higher points for sure in the end it ends up with 14.25 so certainly not bad at all no, it's it's a great segment. It's super funny. I'm sure Pink's is still doing great today and didn't really need Nathan, uh, unfortunately. But hilarious concept, like dinner for one at sea. <laughs> like, oh my god, what a prize! Yeah, I feel like we talked about it in the episode, but I feel like I I wouldn't want a dinner for one at sea. I don't know. I'd want like other people to be there. Episode four. I guess I would want it. I would just feel weird going by. Like people I I don't know. I mean, for anyone who doesn't remember, this is the segment 
where they allow miners to purchase alcohol that then goes into basically a storage locker. This episode was both fun and funny. I gave it a four. I can think of many moments that that were great and original. Yes. Same with me. I gave it a four as well. Nice. I feel like we can get more into that part in the secondary characters. Yes. Yeah. Successful. I mean, I gave it a four. We see later. Um, We haven't gotten there yet in the season or in the series. Sorry. But someone does come back to get their alcohol when they turn of age in one of the special episodes of Nathan. So to me, that's success, baby. Hmm. I gave it a two. Um, I thought that probably the three bottles or whatever he sold were was the only drinks that he sold. And I feel like they probably had to like really contain it. So like this is not a business model he can continue. But I guess they did earn money from miners purchasing alcohol. So I guess I could raise it. I'm going to be honest, I'm going to lower my success a little bit, and I'm going to up my secondary characters. So the score isn't going to change, but I think I rated the secondary characters a little bit low. Oh man, I rank them very high. uh, Originality, I give this a three. Okay, I gave it a four. I've never heard of trying to sell miners alcohol and being a legitimate business and holding it. Like, that seems like a very clever, well... I don't know if clever, but it seems like a, a loophole that I have not seen exploited before. Yeah, it's definitely a loophole. I guess I was just kind of like, eh, you know, all minors are trying to get alcohol early. Those it's fake like IDs. Fine. Yeah, like fake IDs exist. I wonder if my success should be higher because technically it he was like they were able to sell minors alcohol. Which is crazy that they were legally allowed to do that in some way. But this is yeah, not something that TV. they can do. Yeah, and show it on TV. So it was like bulletproof. Well, we don't know how many customers it actually brought in, right? Like, which we'll get into like the secondary three. characters. Because they did send out someone to try and bring people in. And we Perfection. don't know. We don't know how many were actually brought in. But so I gave the secondary characters a four. I also gave them a four. Um, Connor is one of my favorite secondary characters of all time. He's so funny. Here, wait, let me find my notes on it. Um, yeah, I mean, even just like looking at the list of secondary characters I have here, we have Joe, who's the male entertainer, of course. Yes, stripper policeman. Yeah, Connor, the teen actor. Anna, who's the fundraiser for like the softball league. Nabil, who owns the liquor store. There's a lot of good people. Yeah, and all of Connor's lines just being like, internet is dope, like, teachers suck, but the internet is cool. And wearing, like, a backwards cap, like, man, he really stole the show. I thought he, I thought pretty much all the secondary characters in this episode were, like, pretty flawless. I would give this a 4.5, actually. And I really feel like I should up the success. Oh, man, it's gonna... It's going to up it higher in our rankings. I know, but it was such a good segment. Ah, was it successful? Man, I feel like sometimes I, I almost change like the definition of what is successful in an episode, which I shouldn't do. But I think it was successful. Well, now it's officially in the top five. 
I haven't even raised my success yet. You rank success really high. Yeah, I mean, I ranked it like relatively high, right? Okay, I'm going to give it a three because they did legally get customers that were underage, but it is not sustainable, I don't believe. Okay. But I could be wrong. But yeah, so we have some top tier secondary characters. Connor, the teen actor, the male entertainer. I'm calling him a male entertainer because I just watched Magic Mike and they were very (laughs) explicit in saying male entertainer. What do you mean you just watch Magic Mike? I've never seen it, but it seems like a weird movie to like pop on. We rewatched Magic Mike. I have seen Magic Mike and Magic Mike XXL, and I had listened to a podcast recently that was talking about Magic Mike a bunch. And for anyone who doesn't know, Magic Mike was directed by Steven Soderbergh, who I'm a big fan of a lot of his movies, including the Ocean's Eleven movie. Okay, Ocean's Eleven. The Ocean series is just fantastic, yeah. but so I would never. And sorry, I want you to tell me. Yeah, you want me to sell you on Magic? Is Mike? it a good movie? Yeah, is it a good movie? Because I would look at the concept and be like, "Oh, that movie's gonna be trash." No, it's a really good movie. So, Magic Mike number one, the first Magic Mike, it's like a lot more serious than you would expect it to be. I feel like people just thought it was gonna be a movie about like male strippers, but it's actually very very serious it's a lot about the economy and like the financial crisis and essentially this guy who's like trying to follow his dreams of being a furniture builder but also trying to like reconcile the fact that he is also a male entertainer is it mike and does mike want to be a furniture builder yeah but it's actually like really deep i you'd be surprised and he like pulls in this young kid into like the male entertaining scene and like it goes into like a lot of their lifestyle and it's it's good i swear it's actually a very well made good movie also matthew mcconaughey is like incredible in it he's such a weird kind of like villainous character i don't know it's it's a good movie it's a very good movie okay and then magic mike xxl because we did a double feature magic mike and magic mike 2 on saturday night you and colin what colin and i me and colin and a bottle of riesling whoa yeah so Magic Mike XXL is like what I think people thought the first Magic Mike was going to be. Magic Mike XXL is like a road trip movie where they literally are just like go around and like do stripper stuff. And it's like really funny. Like it, it's actually one of the funniest movies probably that came out in its year. What is stripper stuff other than stripping? Like they do a lot of drugs. They like go to parties they, like, meet some cougars. Is it, like, um the Hangover vibe? I don't like the Hangover movies at all. It's a great double feature because the first one's, like, pretty serious and, like, actually a good, like, well-made movie. And then the second one is, like, really funny and, like, stupid, but, like, still enjoyable. Hmm. I wonder if I could convince Connor to watch them. I feel like it would be a no. But maybe you can compose... A message. (laughs) You're already like looking at your phone. No, okay. So like Steven Soderbergh is a great director. I would recommend what you should watch. Um, Maybe watch this and then like maybe you can convince him to watch Magic Mike. You should watch Logan Lucky. I have not. So Logan Lucky is, it's almost like an offshoot of Ocean's Eleven. (gasps) Yeah. So I love a shame. 
people called it Ocean 7-Eleven because it's like very like deep south kind of like redneck Ocean's Eleven. Adam Driver's in it. Um, Channing Tatum's in it. It's very good. You should 100% watch Logan Lucky. Highly recommend that movie. And you love schemes. You love bank robberies. You will you will love it. You love NASCAR shit. I do. I did watch the F1 series on Netflix and I'm now essentially um, an expert on F1. And I did briefly date or go on dates with a race car driver. So yeah, essentially an expert. This is like right up your alley. This is like if there's a Venn diagram of movies you would like, Logan Lucky. Okay, I will 100% watch it um, and I will get back to you. Maybe I'll watch it this weekend. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, so were male we? entertainers, Joe. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The secondary characters from Liquor Store are great. Yeah. Even if Connor was the only secondary character, I still would have ranked it this high. All the other characters are just icing on this delectable second character, secondary character cake. Just such a good episode. Hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Great, great. Segment. We didn't talk about it, but how funny was like the pretend living room setup where they could take photos with the booze? Oh my God. It's so good. The little photo shoot that they would do. Yeah. When we talked about it in our episode, I feel like we were like, yo, people would eat that shit up these days. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hilarious. So with the change in ratings, this actually did get bumped up a little now. So we'll talk about one that now technically is below Liquor Store, which is the one from episode two, the East LA International Film Festival. Okay. Now, I feel like talking about Souvenir Shop and Elevif. Yeah. I am just saying up front, my ratings will probably change. And I do have a question because we might have to talk about them together. Does the fact that e-l-a-i-f-f the fact that it exists at all mean that souvenir shop deserves a one in the success category like the fact that that segment even exists does that mean that the first segment was not a success so i was kind of debating that too i'm like it should we just talk about them together because like they're kind of one entity right yeah, I wasn't sure. I had a hard time distinguishing between, like, especially for the secondary characters. Yeah. I was like, what counts as which character being in one p- at what part? And is them being in the shop for section one and then them actually being in the movie for section two? And, like, any jokes that they make in one section, like, cannot be applied to the other. So it was a little bit hazy. So for me, I ranked, like, the film festival part just as Nathan trying to win the a film award. Festival. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't count like the movie. And I kind of counted the movie, aka the web, mm-hmm. as everything that happened in Souvenir Shop. Um, Including we'll the get actual, like the video shown of the movie. No, I just kind of disregarded that part. <laughs> okay. So we're talking about the film festival first still. Yes. Okay. So I gave it a 3.5 for fun funny. I also gave it a 3.5 conveniently. So it was um, both fun and funny, but it wasn't hilarious. I like it anytime Nathan has to come up with a new company or overcompensate for a different idea and 
therefore needs to just like take things way too far. Um, I know you said you weren't counting the actual film, but I did mentally and still am. And the web is funny. And I think it's mainly it's funny great. because anytime the Bill Gates impersonator talks about Microsoft in any way, it's just hilarious. <laughs> it's like Connor talking about the internet. It's like they've never been near a computer in their life and just have no idea what's happening. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I agree. Um, success, I gave it a 4.5 because Nathan engineers his own way to win the award. Yeah, I did give it a 5 for success because... Yeah, he successfully won an award, and it was official somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, originality, I gave him a five. Oh. You know. I thought um, you would give it a my If you told me to guess, I would say you gave it a one. And I don't want to get too deep into conspiracy theories or anything like that, but if you don't think people are just making award shows to give <laughs> the people they like awards, you live under a rock. It's all who you know and who you like. And so I just feel like, and don't get me wrong. I put it in the middle. I gave it a three for originality because I think doing it on a small scale is probably, it's elaborate at the very least. Yes. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that people invent things to give themselves uh, credit in all walks of life. Yeah, if anyone wants to talk award shows, that's like one of my favorite things in the whole world. I follow them very closely. But you think this was very original, so elaborate. I mean, I thought that the idea of inventing your own awards show and like I think the whole thing that kind of went into it where he even like invited other people was very original. Finding the YouTube video of a guy just like farting or whatever. I don't know. I thought it was pretty original, I guess. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. That That's a fine place to be. Um, secondary characters. I gave this a three. Um, like, but the secondary characters were great. Again, I thought that the Bill Gates impersonator specifically was very funny this episode. Um Again, I got a little, I tried to like keep the jokes in their columns as far as souvenir shop, which I ranked higher for secondary characters, but they pretty much had the same character. So I I could easily give them both a four. Um, So I'm open for options here, but I guess Allison, I believe her name was the girl that makes out with me. Yeah, the actress. She would probably only be in the award segment and she was very funny and that segment with Nathan was very funny so um really I could give this a four yeah I mean to be honest I only gave it a two I do think she was good and I think that the industry judge that they got was pretty funny the like oh yeah you were like on this script and he was like no I was the script supervisor uncredited um but I just think like it wasn't blowing me out of the water these secondary characters they're fine but Overall, we have a 14.75, and I think we can kind of just roll right into what we think is the stronger half of the episode, the souvenir shop section. And this is our third favorite segment of this season. Which, again, just to clarify, I do find other segments funnier, 
but this one also hits with originality and success, which is a hard combination. See, I this is actually probably one of my favorite of all. Like, I rated this one the second highest um, out of all of the season two segments. I rated it pretty high as well. Um, I, I actually rated it higher than anything from season one. Oh, I, I couldn't give you that information. I guess I could check. I gave it a 14.5. What did you give it? 16.5. Okay. So I wasn't as high on it as you were, but again, it was very funny. Uh, I liked the instructions that Nathan gave to people saying like, you are a very wealthy like person. Yes. You need to go shopping. So the concept was good. The secondary characters were good. It worked, you know, they, they got people to purchase it. Again, there is the question that I have of, was it successful if they had to like really uh, double back and actually make the film and do all of this? Because had they known that they would have to at the beginning, I'm not sure if this is the idea they would they would have picked because, yeah, I just question if the success should be a one or if it should be a five, quite frankly. So in my mind, the goal was to get people to buy stuff at the store which they were able to do. But it right? wasn't legal the way that they did it. But could people really have done anything? I don't know. Would anyone have really gone after them? I highly doubt that. That'd be pretty expensive to like sue Nathan for like the $100 you spent, you know? Like it would cost way more to hire a lawyer and get on this. Yeah, that doesn't make it successful to be like, haha, you could not afford to sue me, therefore I get your $100. I think it was successful. I gave it a four. It's like a smidge slimy. Oh, it's super slimy, but it's also hilarious. Hiring a Johnny Depp impersonator and then also a second Johnny Depp impersonator who looks worse than the first one. It is very funny. The whole thing totally tickles me. I think it's one of the funniest schemes they've come up with in Nathan. So just to clarify, I gave it a four for fun and funny, and I did give it a 3.5 for success, but I'm still not sure. I feel like it does kind of fall into the one or five category, and I just can't decide if it deserves a one or a five. Yeah. I mean, I gave it a 4.5 for fun, funny, four for success, Four for originality and four for secondary characters. I, I gave it a three for originality because I think making people do something by pretense of being on TV or for a famous person is like, I think people do that all the time on reality TV. True, but they usually don't spend their own money. That's true. Or that I'm aware of. I don't know. Um, Secondary characters, they were great. I I was going to say to Nathan when he's like throwing out lines to people as they're checking out, like being like, what have you found, Inspector? And she's like, what? Like, that was very original <laughs> to me. Yeah. Sorry, I've been distracted because I got a work email from a random customer. And I won't say their full email, but part of it is booty six. Oh, like... <laughs> How are you e how are you using this email? <laughs> also, why are you sending this email at like 10 30 at night? 
Yeah, they they ordered like in the middle of the day today and they did not get their order today because we do next day delivery and they're, they're just like, it's fine. But I'm just, it said I got an email from Booty6 and I was like, this must, <laughs> this this is must spam. be spam. <laughs> yeah, someone's trying to not invite me to their party, but they messed up. All right, let's move on maybe to our second highest rated segment. And it's of course, I mean, there's only two segments. I don't know if about. everyone will think it's an of course, but I think you and I think it's Well, I mean, there's only two segments left. So mm-hmm. yeah, people might be surprised what's number one. Number two is dumb Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Iconic. You know, we're not saying dumb Starbucks isn't, you know, everything. But we'll see. We'll see what happened and why maybe it didn't get the number one spot. How fun or funny? I, I gave this a 4.5. I also gave it a 4.5. It's crazy where this episode went. It has the benefit of being a whole episode. So there are more opportunities to like really flesh out this idea. So it has a bit of an advantage over, you know, there were some good ideas that were only given half an episode that if they really went with it could. I mean, it's it's never going to be as big as dumb Starbucks, but you know, there are just so many different funny parts and interesting elements in this episode. Like, I feel like everyone can find something that they love in it. And it's so clever. Like, the fact that no one had thought to do this before, um, it, it's really, really clever. Yeah, we should all be embarrassed for not thinking of this. <laughs> Success, I mean, you have to give it a five, yeah, right? Like, I also gave it a five. It got, like, national recognition, right? Um, yeah. It got closed down, but, I mean, it wasn't a real restaurant, so that, that kind of makes sense. But he was on talk shows and became, like, I feel, like, super famous for the time of, like, this episode. And I feel like it's kind of the episode everyone, when introducing a new person to Nathan For You, which... I'm sure everyone listening has done many times before. I feel like it's almost a go-to episode for that. I wanted to mention that I did check in that they actually didn't get shut down by the health inspectors. Oh, did they just um, have to move they on? They just shut down by their own accord. That, yeah. yeah. So, totally makes sense. Like, do not blame them at all, but... Like, how many dub Starbucks are you going to open? Yeah, and I mean, they had the rest of the show to make. Them saying um, that, like, if you get ill (laughs) from eating there, how it's, like, a part of the artistic experience was great. So good. Yeah, I mean, pretty much we can't say enough good things about this episode. If you've seen it, you understand. I feel like we don't have a lot of explaining to do. Um, Success, five, original. I put four, but it probably could have been a five. Um, Just, like, parodies exist. Uh, I said two because I didn't think it was that – original but to do for like a big company like starbucks like that's crazy i don't know because okay so growing up there was like a pita place in my neighborhood that was called pita nutsy which was supposed to be a play on like the soup nazi and like their logo was like no pita for you so i feel like people do this like people kind of parody other things for anyone unaware of what I'm talking about, obviously the Soup Nazi is a very famous episode of Seinfeld. Now that you're talking about it, I know like multiple beer companies that use things from like TV shows and like Star Wars and stuff like that, and they just switch it a bit. So I get that parody exists. Yeah. 
That's the only reason I rated it low. That's just my defense of my rating of two. That's fair. That's fair. Your defense is heard. It is making me feel wrong about my high rating. <laughs> Don't feel wrong about your five. Did I give Stand it by it with conviction. I gave it a four for the originality. It just seemed original to me. <laughs> it, it is original. Wrong. I don't know. No, I think you're right. I think we're both right. Like It is both very original and shocking and also unoriginal. Yeah. Secondary characters. I mean, I give us a four. I feel like the employees at Starbucks are super funny. Elias, the guy who owns the Helios Cafe, is really funny. We have the lawyer who Nathan jumps over the table to try and get the paper back from. Plus all of the different, you know, people from the news. Like, I just feel like it was, it was very successful. Are very, very good secondary characters. Sorry. Yeah, I gave it a three. I wasn't as high on everyone. I feel like Nathan did a ton of the work. Like, for example, the employees, like, on their own, they they wouldn't have been that funny. It was Nathan, like, forcing them into awkward situations that I think, quite frankly, anyone would have been funny in. Um you know, Nathan like went and made all these songs. Man, I was watching the show today and the one about shaving. Oh, shave, shave tonight. tonight. I'm like playing it and Connor starts singing along and like knows the lyrics. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so the music is iconic, um, which is not a secondary character. Again, that's just Nathan doing it. Nathan made the whole like art pop up. Um, the lawyer, again, was very funny, but again, like Nathan kind of handed him the bit and put him in an awkward situation. I think I really love it when secondary characters like forge their own path and make their own story. That is its own plot point. And here Nathan really forced all of the plot points. Um, so overall we rated this a 16, which is very high. Yes. I gave it a 16.5. Yes. Um, I gave it a 15.5. So excellent episode. Iconic. We stand, but zoom, we're like number one, <laughs> the number one segment of season two. I mean, and it was a runaway. It was a frankly. runaway winner, like so much higher than all the others. You, you all know it's coming. Obviously, it's the ghost realtor. This segment is so funny. It might, and I, I'm sure we'll argue it in a few seasons, but has potential to be the funniest segment of the series. There are just so many twists and turns and like jaw dropping moments that Nathan could not have expected them to like just come up. The secondary characters are absolutely wild. Um, yeah, I don't need, I guess let's start. What did you rank uh, the segment for how fun or funny it is? Kind of comparing this one to our last number one, which was the gas station. And I think there's something in common with both of these segments, which is that the segments where, like, everything's on point, Nathan's, you know, doing his thing, but when things that are really unexpected happen, and you can tell that it's not, like, Nathan trying to kind of manufacture this kind of stuff, and it's just the people around him really taking it to the next level, I think those are the best segments in Nathan. Yeah. I'm going to try to not talk a ton about gas station um because gas station was so funny and i think again yeah there's a lot of similarities where 
Nathan's like really not expecting the secondary characters to start talking about something or they start doing something and he's being the one that's forced to roll with it and he's put into situations that he wasn't expecting, which normally he has so much control over the episode that I think that that's when it's like at its best. And there are so many situations. I mean, yeah, I gave uh, it a five for how yes. fun or funny it is. I also gave it a five. I yeah. think it's hysterical. It's so funny. And like no matter how many times I see it, I still laugh so hard every time. Yeah. Sue is just a wild woman. Um, yeah. I think it floors me. And I don't know if they cut it out. But when Nathan pitches this idea of you're going to be the ghost realtor and she just kind of says yes and doesn't explain how she feels about ghosts or any of her backstory with it, how she just like is like, oh, yeah, sounds good and goes with it. And it kind of gets revealed. Like if Nathan genuinely didn't know that before, it's just insane. The incubus, are you kidding me? Like getting choked by a ghost in Switzerland is iconic. (laughs) And she's so into it. Like, she's so into being the ghost realtor. Oh, my gosh. She's still she's still the ghost realtor. Thank God. That's the we other thing. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, she lives and breathes this. She does this today. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Her needing to explain to someone actually shopping for the house that there's an incubus who, uh, like, rapes women and has sex with them until they die and she like just said that with a straight face um nathan wants a bigger penis and wants his hemorrhoids fixed like sue's back pain where she like actually looks like she's having an exorcism and nathan's like is she okay did you hurt her brother carlos the paint the painting the painting it's iconic like it's so funny twists turns it has everything um successful I gave it a 3.5 I probably could have gone higher because Sue still does this I guess my only thing is do we think people seek her out for her spiritual realtor yeah I gave it a four because I think she still does it so I think perhaps now she might be known for it but before then I think people she already had house bookings before they even knew that this was going to be the shtick so she was like, hey, I know we want to get this exorcist in, but I, I want to show the house anyway. So she already had bookings and that's what they were showing. It's not like people were calling her saying like, I heard you give ghost free houses. Like, I need your help. I really need my next home to be ghost free. List trauma experiences with ghosts, you know? So perhaps yeah. today that's something she does. And if so, hilarious. Um, but I don't think that's why people were going to her. Yeah, she was already successful before the idea. Hopefully. Um, originality. I said four. I also said four. Um, I think ghost hunters exist. I haven't, again, I'm not like a ghosty person. But so I I don't think people, I don't, I don't know if there were realtors that existed who were specifically marketing to people who don't want ghosts in their home. There might have been. Um, it seemed pretty original to me. Yeah, I mean, I know there's a lot of people who specifically look up, like, if there's been a death in their house and, like, that kind of stuff. Um, I know, like, our realtor sent us lots of articles if we were, like, going to go look at a building that, like, if there was some kind of weird 
like one of the ones we were going to go see, there had been like this sketchy fire that it seems like one of the builders had set. So definitely like realtors are out to help you for the most part, like as long as you find a good one. The ghost aspect is not something I had seen. I will say now I have seen a lot of people posting pictures on like social media of like places that have like for sale signs and then it'll have like a little sign above it that says like not haunted. Is that because of Sue though? The cultural impact of Sue Stanford. And secondary characters, I mean, it's a five, baby. Oh, I also gave it a five. Sue is like top tier. She is like throwing you twists and turns. She is engaging. She is bringing you the story. She's doing everything we need for this episode to be successful. And, you know, she's accepting naked paintings where, from Nathan, which is, you know, she's just a nice lady. Also, she didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. If you had anyone else in her place, this episode would have been a complete flop. Like, yeah. she's irreplaceable. Yeah. She's iconic. Yeah. And that's only, that's only Sue. We, we've got a lot more. Ron Bard. Yeah. Parents yes. who believes OJ is uh, innocent. Yes. Uh, rest in peace, Ron Bard. Yes. We have Brother Carlos. Yes. Who's a big YouTube star, as we discovered when we were looking things up for the episode. So if you need an exorcism, it's a great episode. It is our favorite segment from the series. And I feel like it's earned it. It's so original. It was great to see it, like, work out. And hopefully, she genuinely does not have any more back pain. Yeah. I'd love a follow-up. I'd love to know about uh, Nathan's situation and if he's feeling better about everything. His hemorrhoid demons have gone away. Yeah. Yeah. And how uh, Brother Carlos is like, oh, I don't say that word much. And Sue looks so concerned. She's like, oh... And, you know, Sue, like, also played it cool when Nathan wanted the penis demons gone, who were impacting size. And Sue was just like, yeah. She's mm -hmm. like, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, you get better. Like, I'm here for you. She's like, oh, I immediately noticed a difference. I was like, supportive Sue. Did you, Sue? Mm Mm-hmm. So that's our top segment, 17.75 out of a possible 20. I don't know if anything will top it. Yeah, I don't know. My favorite episode has not yet come up, so I'm wondering if on our scale, if it will top it or if my opinion will change. Um, We'll have to see. I've never, like, analyzed the segments before. So if you have a different opinion, I applaud you. Your opinion is wonderful and it matters, but it might not be our opinion. So don't at us. And that's our episode. That's, um... That's all of our rankings for season two. Let us know how you feel. If you think we are totally out of line. If you are questioning our logic. We definitely want to hear your opinions. Just don't be mad at us for ours. Yes. I'm like prefacing it. And like not one person ever has been upset with us about anything. We're like, hold back. Like, we know you want to message us. We know you're dying to. We'll we know you've been sitting around by your phone waiting for this episode to drop. <laughs> My dream. But we we hope you enjoyed this one. 
we'll be back next week with the start of season three, which will be really fun. We would love if you could drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, tell us maybe what your favorite segment is, whether we've covered it already or if it's coming up in the next couple seasons. Um, We also would like to hear if you have any ideas for some other stuff that we could maybe cover when we get to the end of Nathan For You. We are planning to cover Nathan's later um, series that he's doing with the Safdie brothers, but there's no release date on that yet, so we're not too sure when it's coming out. We'll obviously cover it when it does. I think we want to cover the Safdie brothers two feature films probably Mm because that might be interesting to talk through. Yeah, and I just checked because I always forget the order of episodes. And season three, episode one is the electronic store. So yes. if you've been waiting for that episode, it's only a week away. This has been Kelly and Megan on your side. <laughs>